listening to First Church Charlotte. Greetings everyone, Pastor Nathan here. I miss you very much. I'm looking forward to when we all come back together. We're going to have a great time. You're going to enjoy the singing like you've never enjoyed it. You're going to enjoy the worship like, like you never have. I'm looking forward to it. In the meantime, we just have to get through these last weeks of our social distancing. And then I think we will begin the process of getting back to normal. Maybe not the exact normal we had before. We may have a good few months of taking care in some way, uh, being cautious in some way. That's fine. Uh, if we just can get back together, uh, we will be able to to really just uh, in, appreciate, I should say, more than we have in a long time, uh, being together and being a unified group of of believers. Uh, it's interesting that depending on how you you date this this uh, social distancing, this stay at home order. Um, we're either, uh, we're right around 40 days. Uh, we're entering, I think, about the seventh week. Um, and so this week we would go somewhere between the low 40s to the high, to the, to the fifth, to 50. And uh, it's interesting to me because that, that number 40 has spiritual significance, uh, in the word of the Lord. It is, it is symbolically, um, it, it teaches us something, and it's it's very sim, it's very simple, and I, I want to learn from that, and I want to apply it to this moment right here. Uh, you will be reminded of the many times in the scripture where forty days is a type of suffering, a type of uh, um, becoming. Um, you will remember Jesus going into the. The, the wilderness and there for 40 days and, 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 and 40 nights, um, uh, being hungry and waiting, uh, until, you know, the temptation comes to him. Uh, that is so interesting. Um, now, I, I don't know if he was hungry in the same manner we were or we are, or if he was so motivated by his passion for what God would say to him that his hunger seemed as a small thing. Um, I know. I know the scripture does say that afterward he was a hungered um, in one of the translations, the King James translation. But um, I also believe that he was in all points tempted like as we are. So I think there's a, a point there. But I'm. I, I. I. I hesitate to say. Oh, he didn't get. He wasn't hungry. It just doesn't. To me, it doesn't make sense um, to to try to view it that way. Um, fasting serves to focus us. It cuts away all of the distractions in our life, and it focuses us upon uh, a higher calling, a higher purpose, something that that makes a difference, that moves the needle <clears throat> in a spiritual context. Um, but fasting also, along with focusing us, it forces us to wait. And I would say that the hardest the hardest discipline for the believer is waiting on the Lord. Um, Faith can be a decision where sometimes you feel it, sometimes you don't, but you've decided, you've made up your mind. Um, but waiting is just the sense of I'm on the shelf. Um, I, I, because we don't have perfect knowledge, because we do see through a glass darkly, waiting can be a trial all of its own type. And it can, it can be a heaviness in our spirit that oftentimes we, we, we don't even know where to start with it. We're just waiting. And yet the Bible 
The Bible does not shy away from this issue. In fact, the Bible connects waiting to the right manner in which we serve the Lord. And it reassures us with scriptures like, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings as an eagle. Uh, this image of waiting, not, not just as necessary, but part of spiritual becoming. I feel like this whole social distancing thing has been, in its own way, a type of instruction in waiting. We're waiting and waiting and waiting. For some of us, there's more fear uh, because we may have special health considerations. Uh, for others of us, there may be special concern because we work in the middle of the uh, the viral hot zones. We have a lot of health care workers in our church. And if you were uh, working on a floor full of um, COVID patients, you would uh, literally, they, their bodies continually shedding this virus. Just They're like fountains of virus coming off of them. And you have to work in the middle of that. Um, it may be that you've recently been laid off and you have a lot of uncertainty. You may be a business owner and you don't know what your business is going to look like after this is over. Um, yeah, there's fear. And there is a distraction, yes. Uh, but in the, the unavoidable thing, the thing that doesn't change, is this grinding sense of waiting. I think 40 days is significant, significant because um, research says it takes about 20-something days to form a habit. Um, and so after you have formed this habit, um, it's your new normal. But 40 days is well on the side, um, on the other side of that, that new normal. It's like the suffering has come. It's not a short-term solution. Suffering is your new normal. Now what? Can you wait on the Lord? Can you hold on to the promises of God? Can you stand firm um, in the new normal of your suffering, the new normal of your isolation, the new normal of your loss? Um, I, I, one of the things I think can help us with this issue of waiting really is a, um, a lesson from physical law, and that is um, how motion works differently um, in space than it does here in an atmosphere. And in an atmosphere, um, the atmosphere exerts resistance or drag on an object, and so it will come to rest. But as Isaac Newton uh, noted that objects that are in motion stay in motion. Um, he wasn't, of course, referring to something in the atmosphere. He was talking about um, something that is independent law of motion. It's not, it's not in some way regulated by something else. It's just a pure law of motion. If it's in motion, it is staying in motion. Um, and look, we got that in junior high school. We, we, we understand what he is saying there. Um, but but here's the thing. Here's the interesting thing. If you were on, uh, say, a meteorite, and uh, it was going at a ridiculous speed, um, you wouldn't know it unless you had some way to um, determine the location of the stars. You wouldn't know it. You would have a sense of not moving at all. Like, for example, you can sit very still in your chair, and it doesn't feel like you're moving, but you very much are moving. Uh, you're, the planet's moving through space at a very high rate of speed. And not only that, the planet is spinning while it progresses, and it's spinning at about uh, 1,000 miles an hour or something like that. Um, it's just because it's in motion, and that is its stasis. We don't perceive it. We don't feel it. Um, 
in the same manner if you were on a spaceship and you were moving through space at a very high speed. Um, you wouldn't you wouldn't know it unless you could. I think the words is like astrogate the stars. If you could uh, somehow correlate the relationships, then you could see you're moving. Well, thinking about that, I, I want to say this to you: um, when we are waiting on the Lord, um, it may perceive like nothing. It may be. Uh, it may seem to us like nothing is happening. It may seem to us like there's no, no movement happening. There's no progress happening whatsoever. We're just waiting and waiting and waiting. But the truth is that all also may be true, that we're just not good at perceiving how God is moving. I, I want to say that again. I, I want to say it to, to all of you. I want to say it to myself. It may be that I <clears throat> am just not very good at perceiving how God moves. I can only perceive what I do. I can only perceive my movement. And so if I am waiting, I think nothing's happening. I'm not very good at perceiving God's movement. You see, God can move in a manner that I can't even begin to perceive. God is moving right now. God is moving in your life. No, you may not perceive it because remember, like me, you're probably really good at perceiving your movement and you're probably not near as good at perceiving God's movement. But I want you to know, just because we seem stuck doesn't mean that God is that God is stuck. Yes, we wait on the Lord. Over 50 times in the scripture, that's a lot, we are commanded to wait upon the Lord. Um, we are commanded to be patient. Um, we, are, we are like all of the patriarchs and the uh, great men and women of faith in the scripture who often had something in their heart that took time to be fulfilled. We find ourselves on the backside of a, a desert uh, and there we wait and we wait with Moses. And when we finally think there's no point in waiting, God begins to to, to move in our life. And I think this is a, a fundamental part of being spiritually mature people. <clears throat> I think if you're involved in any effort to make your world a better spiritual place, you have to understand that you're only good at seeing how you're moving. You're not as good at seeing how God is moving. And so here we are uh, reminding ourselves to wait on the Lord, and we're stuck in this season, like 40 days of just waiting. And yes, this is a very frustrating time, but it might be, and I'm praying it is, it might be that God is working through this circumstance and we'll be surprised what God brings out of this. I can only perceive what I am doing and honestly, it doesn't feel like I'm doing much of anything. I mean, I know I'm still preparing and I'm still teaching and I'm still uh, having uh, phone calls and, and online meetings and making sure my, you know, same thing you're doing. Um, but that just doesn't seem very, it just doesn't seem to move the needle at all. But to know that just because I don't perceive God moving as well as I perceive myself doesn't mean he's not at work. And I believe, I speak in the, the faith of, of, of believers all across the world who have faced circumstances, perhaps slightly different, but the same principles involved. I speak with all the generations who have gone before our elders who they had to live this. I, I speak alongside all the kings and prophets and priests of the scripture. And I, I, I speak to myself. I speak to you. They that wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. 
They will mount up on wings as an eagle. They will run. They won't grow weary. They shall walk. They will not faint. And as the songwriter said, teach me, Lord. Teach me, Lord, to wait. We love you. We miss you. It won't be long. It won't be too long. And we'll be starting to, to, to re, you know, plan our regathering and reopening. We're going to make it. I love you. Hold on a few more weeks. This too shall pass. God bless you. Thank you for listening to First Church Charlotte. If this podcast has blessed you, please rate it with four or five stars. By doing so, you will help others find our free podcast and bless them. If you're in the Charlotte, North Carolina area, come worship with us at 4929 North Sharon Amity Road. For information about service times, church ministries, and so much more, visit us online at firstchurchclt.com. If you would like to help support our efforts, please text GIVE to 704-445-5353. We pray God's richest blessings to you. Come worship with us.